Comic Book Characters is an uncensored podcast. You can follow the Comic Book Characters podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. We're also on Twitter at Twitter handle CB Characters. And you can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. Hey, it's your friendly neighborhood podcaster Alfred here, and on this week's issue of Comic Book Characters, Ig and I discuss Fantastic Four, or maybe the not-so-Fantastic Four, as we give a review of the movie, go behind the scenes, and look an eye toward the future for our fateful four. Uh, then it's Who You Got, as we look at the two teams for Civil War and Marvel's upcoming film, and Ben Affleck is going to be one busy guy if Warner Brothers has their say. All that and more. Let's do it. And this one goes out to the Fantastic Four. When you try your best but you don't succeed When you get what you want but not what you need When you feel so tired but you can't sleep Stuck in reverse R.I.P. Josh Trank Oh my god, dude, what a tribute. That was fucking beautiful. That felt... Oh. You really gave like your heart and soul in that, and everything that just that little bit was better than the entire Fantastic (laughs) Four movie. Yeah. Anyway, guys, welcome to a new episode of Combo Characters. This is uh, the Invisible Ig, the Invisible Ig, (laughs) Invincible Ig. (laughs) This is just falling at the seams. Uh, President, CEO of Snark Industries. um, Welcome to a new episode. Of combo characters, and joining me as always, you've already heard his lovely musical stylings from San Antonio, Texas. Your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. Hey, How's it going? Hey, um, are you sure you want to go with Invisible Ig? Do you want to be associated in any way, shape, or form with the Fantastic Four right now? I feel like it's open now because, from what I hear, Fantastic Four is just not a series anymore. So it's kind of like it's like it's available. It's like not a thing. It can be anything. It's available. You can take somebody can take it. Okay. Yeah. It's like a, it's just maybe not the thing. The thing is probably going to continue. Right. But if you want to be like Human Torch, I think it's probably available. You can be the point. flames. I don't. You could be the flames. Invisible Ig. I kind of like Invisible. <laughs> the thing is, I feel like so I feel bad. like Invisible Ig. Your superpower really isn't so much that you actually are invisible. You just are so quiet and in the background that people forget yeah, that exactly. you're there. Blend in. Yeah, just yeah, blend well, that's in fine. really well. That's kind of me. It is yeah. kind of what you do. Yeah, so it's it works. It does work. Um, anyway, this is the Fantastic Four episode. We're going to mostly talk about the movie. And and, and um, behind the scenes stuff. That, I mean, I don't and behind know. the yeah. scenes stuff. Because there's and, so much going um, on. I went to go watch this movie... Thursday night, even they had like before opening. Yeah, me night. too. And so did yeah. you. Pretty much almost at the same time. Yeah. I remember so most people I think when they went to go see this movie, unless they just didn't pay attention to the internet or any of their friends, probably knew that like they were <laughs> going to like a bad movie. Because like once the critics got their hands on this thing, yeah, they just they tore, tore it to up. shreds. Uh so I knew going in, like, okay, this is not gonna be great. Going in with with such low expectations, I remember my first thought when it ended was, okay, I didn't hate that as much as I thought right. I was going to go. Right. Same, same for me. Um, same for me. I will say now, <laughs> a week and a half after having seen it, I feel like it gets worse in my eyes every day. Yeah. Um, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, okay, you know what? No, that, that really was bad. Um, that was just... It was a weird comic book movie, and a, lot of, and a lot of critics have said this, in that so little happened. Yeah. 
So like there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot from my perspective to hate about it because there just there wasn't really anything to love about it either. There just wasn't much there's, there's, there. Yeah, it was a it was a plate with like just some sides, no main dish. Yeah, uh, right, little leaf of lettuce. Yeah, some carrots like a couple um, carrots, like the thing. <laughs> you know, oh, and real quick, because uh, I, I you know I was gonna ask if you wanted to do like a, a portion of this as a non spoiler and then like a spoiler section. I just think we should just we say that, but spoilers yeah, all the way through. Uh, I think because this is definitely spoilerific, and honestly, like how many people are really? Can that's what I mean. The point? movie spoiled was spoiled as is. Like it was bad. It was already <laughs> two, you know, three week old milk to start. Honestly, like they're like, what would you really spoil about this? Yeah, movie? there's nothing happening. There's nothing to spoil. Nothing happened. That's true. <laughs> that's, true. that's so true. Um, the thing isn't wearing pants ever. That I guess is the only <laughs> right. thing you could spoil. Like that if if going weird. into the movie, your thought was, "Hmm, does the thing acquire pants at any point in this film?" I I've got that for you. You don't have to see the movie. He does not. You just spoil it. You just spoil it. Does it. not get pants. Um, yeah. So you're saying like nothing happens. Uh, I mean, one of the things I noticed right off with this movie after I watched it, and I, it's ex- I had the exact same feeling. I thought it was just like okay. I was like, uh, you know that. Really wasn't good for sure. It wasn't good, but it, I've seen worse. But the, the longer I thought about it, I was like, nope, nope. There's a lot, just a lot of nothing here, and it, it just it shouldn't even been made. Really, uh, it's a mess. It, it's, it's a, a mess, mess of a film. Movie. I feel like, I feel like the movie takes place in only like three or four places the entire movie. Yeah, and like you don't know how much time is going by. I remember like one of my, <laughs> one of the things that was really jarring was like seeing Victor Von Doom first being introduced. Um, in like I don't know, in his apartment, he's like surrounded by like five computer screens. He's like a hacker. I guess or something. he's like yeah. a hacker guy. Next time you see him, oh, and then like in that scene, he's also got like a beard and long hair. Yeah. Next time you see him, he's like clean shaven, like looks normal. Looks like he just came and out like, of MIT. Like, and he's like all of a sudden like friends with everyone there. It's like I don't, the, I didn't know. Like, it was just so the, bizarre. The tonal change for that character is so weird it's It's so weird because like they 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 introduce him as kind of this dark misanthropic malcontent shut in right Right. and then like they immediately flip it and they have this like little buddy montage where he's like hey guys he's getting along great let's shoot silly string at each other like uh, yeah and then and then then extreme evil and then he's extremely evil for like no reason It, it is wow okay so where do you where do you want to start um, that's a good question. It, well, you know what? Why don't we just talk about some of the behind the scenes stuff? Okay. Um, so, here's one thing that doing a little bit of research, and and if you see the film, I mean, not that you have to or should. Uh, I kind of want people to see it in the CBC universe just to get feedback. Uh, like I was talking to to our friend Chris, and and I was like, dude, I got I actually won hilariously. I won free tickets to the movie for like a, a later showing. And I was like, dude, you want to go? And he's like, no. <laughs> and I go, well, I, I, I kind of want you to yeah. go because I want your reaction. I want to hear what you have to say about it. But one thing I did notice, and tell me if you if you think this, it looks like the, not that that much happens or that it's good in any way, but it looks like the first 40 or so minutes of the film is one movie. Is like, yeah. It's like building up to something. All the 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 Ben and and uh, Reed as kids, and then inexplicably being in an all ages science fair, uh, <laughs> when they're thirty, but I guess they're supposed to be eighteen. Uh, and then Reed Richards' dad is uh, Tim from Tim and Eric for some reason. <laughs> like I don't know what that was about. Um, <laughs> but uh, that was actually him, by the way. What, I'm not oh, joking. really? Was, he was. Yeah, he was his dad. Oh yeah. wow, uh, I did not know that. Um, and then. There's, okay, so like, then you have um, uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Storm and and his daughter Sue. Just what are they? How are they at this particular science fair? Are they just going oh, yeah. around the country to random science fairs looking for? I thought that too. Like, what are the chances? Like, did they hear something why, about this kid? Like, why are they I there? I would have appreciated a scene. Where, like, you know, 
they find out about this science fair or they find out something about Reed Richards or they're like, oh, this kid is like a child prodigy. Let's go check him out. But all the indications are that the school hates him. Yeah. Like, even the professor, like, doesn't support him at all. They think he's an idiot. So, like, idiot. how would the word have gotten out that, like, Reed Richards was, like, some right. child prodigy? It wouldn't have, wouldn't have happened. Right. Ugh. I also didn't get that. Like, why is the teacher so not supportive of this kid? He's clearly a genius. Wouldn't he have, like, really great grades and stuff? I mean, like, yeah. he, I get that his his ideas seem very far-fetched and whatever, and I could, I could understand the disbelief coming from the teachers. But wouldn't he also have, like, perfect scores in everything else? Yeah, so, exactly. like, why like, would you kind of that's what's wrong with the education system in America today? Okay, Those, these kids are just getting too smart, they're getting too smart, and the teachers are not supporting them. <laughs> I'm just kidding, yeah. I don't think that's what's it's wrong. It's just at so all. it's so backwards, like, I don't, I it didn't is, get that at it all. Is a, like, it's a, it's uh, a stretch, wouldn't you just be? It's a stretch, yeah, that's a good word. <laughs> um, um, okay, so so they get they move out from that whole sequence, and then. They get to the lab and they're all like, "We're super happy, fun kids." Do 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 do. I'm gonna listen to Portis Head. <laughs> okay, whatever. Like, does oh yeah, the Portis Head line, right? Do people? And then you find out later that she actually doesn't care what the music is. Yeah, <laughs> she's just like, "Oh, I just need music." Yeah. So I guess she just picked like. Could have been Hollow Notes. Could have been. Could have been anything. Apparently, she doesn't care. Yeah. And. Uh... Because like that, there was an opportunity there to actually give her a little bit of personality, and they decided nope, no. She just likes me. She just likes sounds. She just wants <laughs> sounds in her head so she can find the patterns. Um, so okay, so so but really for me, as weird as and there's a lot of plot holes and stuff, but all of that to me seems like okay, it's all still kind of one film. It's right up until the point where they make the machine. And go to Earth Zero or whatever the negative Get the drunk. negative zone. Then yep. then it becomes a totally different film. Like it's it, to yeah. me like no, it, it, lo- it well that's the it big moment completely changes where, everything. Yeah, that is kind of like the Act One Act Two moment. Well, yeah, it? but I mean, I'm not just talking about like an inciting incident. I mean, like it's like a totally different movie. Like the tone of all the characters kind of change. Everything becomes very muted. Like there, any small well, amount yeah. of personality that was built into the first forty minutes is stripped away, and everyone yeah. and is just frowning through everything for the rest of the film. And then it came out. A lot of stuff came out about the behind the scenes oh, yeah. stuff. And one of the things that came out was that Josh Trank, the director was telling the actors essentially to play it in that way, like in a very unemotional, just kind of like straightforward, almost robotic cadence. Right. And I don't know why he was going for that, because it <laughs> it just made the movie so boring. It was really boring. Like nobody had any personality. Yeah. And like these guys are all they're, pretty good yeah, actors. They're like, all they got good actors think, to be to play these characters and they made them like not show any personalities. So bizarre. I think that is the worst thing about this film is that they actually had a really good cast. That had a ton of potential, and they just squandered the shit out of it. And the other thing, dude, and this is kind of a tangent, but like a lot of you know comic book fans get upset when people look at trailers and they like really shit on them because they're like, "Oh, you haven't seen the movie yet. Like, give it a shit, give it a chance." But like with this movie, we kind of called it, dude. Like you could tell there was something wrong with this movie in the mm-hmm. trailers, and it totally came through in the movie too. Yeah, and a lot of it, I think, was their delivery, like. There was just nothing that was like popping off the screen. It was just so vanilla, so just like wallpaper, just kind of boring. Paint by numbers, like nothing like, going on. It what? paint by numbers. Uh, yeah, I, I just and I thought that was such a weird choice. And and then, well, I don't know if you had a, a, a point to that, but like we got to talk about some of these reshoots too. Because yeah, that was so. Yeah, let's go a little bit behind the scenes here with some of this stuff. Um, so, the reshoots, uh, I did a little research, and apparently Simon Kinberg, who is one of the producers on the film, and is also working with Disney to do the Star Wars films that are coming out. Right. Um, once Trank's edit was done, they were like, nope. <laughs> right. And right. they shot 40 pages of script in reshoots. 40 pages, yeah. which and is they- like... Over as a third crazy of the as film. Josh Trank comes across in a lot of these behind-the-scenes yeah. accounts, there was also a big issue with 
with the studio here. Definitely. I mean, they cut something like $30 million, I think, from this budget. Yeah. They cut a lot of the action Appar- scenes, which makes perfect <laughs> yeah. sense when you watch the movie because there's no fucking action yeah. in it. Um, so there was a back and forth. Definitely. This was oh, no, no, no. I'm not placing this on Trank at all. No, I'm not saying you are. I'm just uh, – it was just something that I that I, that I I was just – well, I mean, just so that we don't come across too much like we're just going after him. Yeah. Or at least no, no, no. There were definitely me, but... two – Two partners in this dance. Um, yeah. Speaking about the action sequences, apparently uh, this hasn't been completely confirmed, but it's widely spread at this point. The the studio came to Trank. You said they cut thirty million, at least thirty million from the budget, and literally not within weeks of shooting, but days within days of shooting, and told yeah. them, "Hey, by the way, the three big set pieces, the three big action set pieces." You have to take them out. <laughs> right. So, so in, a, in a comic book movie, like, you got to take the action scenes out. Like, what are you even left with at that point? I mean, it's one thing if you're doing a low-budget indie film like Super, like James Gunn's Super, uh-huh. which I do highly recommend right. for people. Uh, but, you know, this is Fantastic Four. This is a, a tentpole franchise. Like, it's one of the big heavy hitters of characters. You can't take out the three main action sequences from the film and even begin to believe that it's going to work on any level. Um, You know, some other stuff that came out uh, from behind the scenes is that, like, Trank's behavior was really erratic. Um, He didn't get along with the actors. Didn't get along with the actors. Uh, Apparently, he, he and his dogs... (laughs) <laughs> and his wife caused over a hundred thousand dollars in damage to the house he was staying in while filming. <laughs> like, how do you even Maybe. do that? What do you? What were they? Do you doing just set in there? parts I, of it on so fire? Like, intrigued. Was he like, I'm yeah, gonna make no the human idea. torch just and just setting things on fire? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. The other bizarre thing that came out, which I still don't really understand, is like Trank had. Apparently, like, a complete 180 about this movie. After it was done, I guess he was proud of it to the point where he allegedly, and I don't think he's actually come out and confirmed this, but he, like, sent an email out to, like, the cast and the people on the crew saying, like, this movie is better than 99% of other comic book movies. And then someone responded. I, In my mind, I believe this is Kate Mara, but I don't think that's been confirmed either. Somebody on the cast wrote, yeah, I, I disagree. <laughs> or I don't think so. So do you think it's Mara? I was going to ask you who you thought. Do you think it's Mara? I think it's Kate Mara. I've read that they really didn't get along. Okay. Um, I was, it could be Mara. I was going to say it was Teller. I, I think it's Teller. Because yeah. to me, th- this is what happened, right? Teller is writing Whiplash where he crushes it. I mean, he's he's yeah. so insanely good in, in Whiplash. Yeah, and awesome. this is this is kind of like his follow-up film. Yeah. And especially once Whiplash came out and it got all the praise that it did and deserved and so on. He, you know, at this point, I think they already had finished shooting Fantastic Four, at least the original shoots. Right. And and so he's just like, OK, well, uh, Fantastic Four. OK, this might work despite all the problems we had on set. And then they come back and like, by the way, Miles, we need to do an extra month of reshoots. He's just like, motherfucker. <laughs> like. Right then and yeah. there, I think he was just like, this is going to fuck up my career. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, right, I think he right. wasn't happy at that point. Um, speaking of Kate. But, what, but the other part of that story was that after the movie came out and it started getting panned, yeah. all of a sudden, Trank's story changed on social media. He wrote something like, I could have made a fantastic movie, but instead, you know, yeah, he said, essentially like saying like my hands were tied. Yeah, he like said, he, uh, he a year ago, I had made a fantastic movie. But I don't think that movie will ever be released. That's the way things are, or something like that. Right. So if if that email story is true, then he went from saying it was better than ninety nine percent of comic movies to to thinking it was shit. So I don't know what the real story is there, but that's pretty weird. And I mean, with just trying, this is the guy who made a movie that was pretty like considered a pretty good movie. Chronicle. Chronicle. Yeah. I haven't. I never watched it, but um, I've seen parts of it. He's obviously got he's obviously got skill and talent. Well, from what I read, that was a very different scenario where he was given free, pretty free much rain. complete power yeah, it was to a... do whatever he wanted. And comic book movies, big budget franchise movies are not like that at all. You have to work within a kind of constrained, restricted environment. Yeah. Some guys can pull it off and make something really cool and interesting like Joss Whedon. Matthew Vaughn. Right. Uh, but 
Josh Trank. <laughs> Josh, Josh Trank not on that not list. Not able to do that or hasn't quite figured out how to do that yet. So, um, <clears throat> you know, the one the one scene, and I want to get back to Kate Mara in, in a minute, but the one scene that I did like that I thought it was kind of out of place. It didn't fit the film in any way. Um, I think if they had kind of tried to play it the way this scene played out, but for the entire movie, it could have been much, much, a much better film. But the Doctor Doom going through the facility and mm-hmm. like a very, it was shot like very much like a horror film. Yeah. Going around and blowing up people's heads, I guess, because he now has telekinetic powers, which that's, that's right. new, but whatever. That whole scene was Not pretty explained. cool. Like, it didn't require a lot of uh, big, flashy CGI. It wasn't hokey, like, electricity coming out of his fingers or anything. It was just him walking around. It was really dark. Lights are flickering on and off. Everyone's scrambling around because they're scared, and he's blowing up people's heads, and they're, like, exploding. It's it's kind of jarring. I liked that scene. That is the one scene I, I that I too. liked. I was a little distracted by Doom's face just because I wasn't expecting it to look quite like that. Yeah, I don't know why they can't get... They, no one has gotten that character's look down on film yet, and he's... I mean, you might disagree, but a lot of nerds out there consider Doctor Doom to be one of the classically cool-looking villains. Oh, no. I've always thought he looked cool. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, make him look exactly like the comics, but the, the face, at least, you could make look like the comics because the face looks pretty cool in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they went with, like, this, like, crash test dummy. He looked... That's so <laughs> good. He looks exactly like a crash test dummy. Like a like right. a silver and green one. I, I don't know, man. Um... Uh, like again, going back to Trank and, and Chronicle, I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. Now that was a different film. Uh, that that they did for twelve million, and he did have mostly like full reign to do whatever he wanted. I believe Michael B. Jordan's in that as well. So okay. you know he got somebody in this film that should have been an ally, I imagine. Uh, but yeah, and like. Yeah, and it was surprising to me to see him in the movie also, like, doing this, like, no personality, no emotion. It was it's, weird. Yeah. Like, that, I mean, we, oh, by the way, we did get a flame on in the movie. We did get a it flame was, like, the on. the most subdued flame on, like, just kind of throw away, yeah, like, <laughs> like, scene. Flame on, flame off. Yeah, just flame, flame on, I guess. Like, how do you not have more action sequences when one of your characters is, is, is on, on fire, fire like, and can fly? Is, is made of flames and can fucking fly. Like, you don't even... And shoot no fireballs. Like, <laughs> that's such an amazing built-in thing to have in your film. Right. That's like making a Spider-Man film and be like, nah, he's not going to climb on any buildings. We don't We right. don't need just, him to swing just around. He's just going to walk. <laughs> he's just going to walk everywhere. Like, what? Right. what? Um... Okay, let's... How do I get over there? Oh, let me take the L line. <laughs> just gets on the subway. Um, let's talk about Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Mr. Yeah, Not please. So Fantastic. Um, Not very fantastic. I, I was so... I mean, obviously, I'm a Teller fan. Maybe I'm not now. I don't know. Um, really? Well, no, just no, because no. because of this he, movie? He, but you know, like... No, I know. It's, this is I know not it's like not a typical movie. I know it's not his fault. I, I, want, I want to see what he does next, but this is trending in the wrong way, in the wrong direction. Um, that character was so flat. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, after all the stories that came out and seeing all the other actors doing the same thing, to me that, that means that it's more of a, a like an issue with the director. Yeah. That's the way it came across to me, at least. It's not like everyone else was playing like big personalities and all of a sudden Reed Richards is like, you know, Miles Teller's not bringing any emotion to the table. Like, they all they all were flat. Yeah. I thought. I, Like, the thing was flat as hell. Super flat, like nothing. Well, I mean, he's kind of bul- bulky, but yeah. <laughs> I meant in his I performance. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, well, the other thing that was not so fantastic about Mr. Fantastic was pretty much all of his special effects scenes. Um, you know, oh, yeah. this movie, if I, if I correct me if I'm wrong, this movie was filmed and produced in the year uh, 2015, right? 2014, 2015? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have pretty good, you know, really good. CGI and special effects capabilities at this point in filmmaking, yeah. correct? Okay, yeah. did anybody tell Josh Trank in Fox Studios? Like, I think he wasn't aware the, of it. Yeah. The, 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 the Mr. Fantastic stuff looks not the worst I've ever seen, but pretty bad 
considering like the level of film this should have been the budget even if they reduced it at 30 million uh right and the fact that there are no other action sequences in the film so like i mean why does it, it looks bad it looked really it was very obvious that it was cgi uh the third act now which i want to touch on the maybe we should just i want to talk about the third act separately but but okay. there's a there's a whole thing with that um did you like how the thing looked? No. No? I didn't really like how anyone looked. He didn't have any pants. He didn't have any pants. We didn't find out what if he had, like, where's his dick. We don't know. That, that right. did not I didn't think answered. his face... I didn't like the design of his face. I was hoping it'd be a little more expressive. Because, like, the character itself wasn't bringing a whole lot to the table. It would have been visually more interesting to see someone that maybe looked more human or more relatable have, in a way. have like more just, facial features looked, yeah he just looked so rock like <laughs> <laughs> well he, he but his he's face made wasn't like i don't know this i just i just i guess i didn't like the design of his face i would i would hope for something a little bit more expressive than what they went with well i think they were trying to you know like tone everything down so i guess they didn't want him like having eyebrows or something um invisible woman uh Barely uses her power. She like, she's, she's pretty like, much just carries the rest of the team. She's basically an Uber. <laughs> she's she's an Uber. Yeah, she makes well, other. but even then, like she, they need Human Torch to carry them, right? She can only make the force field. Yeah, no, or like so. What what I saw happen two or three times is the same scene, which is Human Torch flying ahead of everybody, and right. then sort of slowly behind them is Sue in a bubble with the other two with thing and right. mr fantastic just kind of floating along is she controlling the bubble yes okay okay so she is like an uber yeah but that was basically what her powers came down to oh and also the ability to change her hairstyle oh man the movie. so yeah. that happens a lot in the third act but i guess we can touch on it now <laughs> um literally not even like scene to scene shot to shot the hair mm-hmm. changes from her natural kind of a dark, dirty blonde to kind of shoulder length, yeah, maybe a little bit shorter. To this absurd oh. light blonde wig that is—it's really jarring. It's yeah, gl- I keep using it the is, word jarring. It is, I need to come up with a It is gaudy. Oh, it's you know. Remember when we were talking gauche, about the Fantastic maybe? Four trailer, yeah. and I was like. Hey, the Susan Storm hair is in it. Remember, I yes. made that comment, yeah. and it was because, like, I thought maybe in the movie, like, she got like she like went to the hairstylist and came back and they're like, oh shit, oh yeah, it's uh, you Susan know, like Storm. she's Sue Storm now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't actually think that, but I thought maybe there was something there because like it looked more like the typical Sue Storm hairstyle from the comics, right. like, you know, but that's not what happened here. What happened was <laughs> they stopped filming the movie. Kate Mara got like a boy haircut, basically. She's got like super short hair now, and when they did the reshoots, like they couldn't keep her with that hairstyle, so they gave her a wig, and it's like the worst fucking. It's like thing. the wig you get at, at like terrible. Party City or like those Halloween stores <laughs> that pop up a month before Halloween. Um, yeah, man. Jeez, uh, was there anything before we get into the third act of the film? Was there anything that you liked that you actually could say I like that? Like I liked the I actually genuinely liked. As out of place as it was, I liked that Doctor Doom sequence. Like I thought, I thought it was kind of cool to see, and it it was a little, not not actually terrifying, but in the scope of the film, it was a little terrifying. Deal? No, not really. I didn't like the Doom character. I, if I had to think think of stuff that I liked about the movie, I actually liked the scene where they're like. I didn't like the fact that they ended up going, they ended up teleporting, but I liked when they were all drinking together and getting fucked up. I thought that was like a fun thing to do. I didn't like the fact that they were then drunk and like decided to teleport because like what scientists would ever fucking Yeah, do I did. But, You're right. And that was kind of nice in that it was a little bit of seeing what. Now, at this point, they weren't even really superheroes or villains or anything. They're just regular people. What I like to see in superhero films is a little touch of humanity where you kind of see what they're like in regular moments yeah and that's what i thought joss whedon did maybe better than yeah and that's why i like his movies (laughs) oh and also um the gardens of the galaxy james uh, gunn you named him a second ago james gunn um 
And then, I, I don't know if other people didn't like it, but I actually kind of thought, in a different movie, it would have been funnier. But in this movie, it didn't really play that well. But the last scene, I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> when they're, like, naming themselves. Oh, yeah. I did kind of like you that. You did? Really? Okay. But it's funny. I, I mentioned the two things where they f- they finally showed a little bit of personality. Right. And, like, those were the scenes that resonated with me. Most of the rest of the movie, I was just, like, I kind of didn't care. Okay. So let, let's talk about the third act. Okay. Um, so the third act, if you, I'll try to jog your memory because it's a mishmash of nothing, <laughs> but yeah, do- right. well, that's the whole Dr. Doom creates this portal. Somehow he's been on planet zero, I think is what they call it. It's the negative yeah. zone. I don't know why they don't call it that, but looks lovely by the way yeah like a sweet place to take your girl on vacation there seems like there's literally nothing to do there right okay just so like, just hang out okay so that's a good question how is he alive is it yep. the green goo that he touched right um i don't know i guess that means he doesn't need to eat he doesn't have a mouth right so i guess he doesn't need to eat that's um, all the nutrition he needs apparently he, right he's by himself there's nothing else there and he, Not even Netflix. I don't think he can get an internet No connection Hulu, nothing. No YouTube. He doesn't get this podcast. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. So I don't know what he does with this time. But he's so he's so hell bent on on getting back there, and yeah. killing literally everyone else on Earth, so that he can be alone on his his planet by himself with nothing else. Yeah. Right. I mean, why? Makes no sense. Did anyone ask that like, question in the making why of this not movie? At, like, why? Why not at least kidnap Susan Storm? Like, why not... Well, that got dark. Not, well, or anyone. Why not kidnap some people to bring with you to be your subjects or whatever? To just yeah. build a society. Like, Just be like your little court jester. Because the whole thing about Doom in the comics is that he has a god complex, right? He wants to rule over people and prove that right. his way is the right way. Like, that's his whole thing. This is not what he's doing in this film. He's just like, man, leave me alone. Yeah, he's right. like emo yeah. doom. This he's just like not. He's totally emo doom. Um, he's like shopping. It sounds Hot like Topic. a new genre yeah. of music. Um, so here's the other thing with the third act. So okay, so he creates this portal. Whatever. It starts sucking in a portion <laughs> of I don't know. Or this California. I don't know where they are. It sucks up a highway and like all these people. By the way, get totally killed. Like. Like, like thousands of people are getting destroyed through this portal. And and so the the Fantastic Four, who aren't the Fantastic Four at this point, decide we have to do something. We don't know what to do, but our best guess is to go over there and talk to him. And so that's what they do. <laughs> they they go to the, uh, to the negative zone and they show up. And then, okay, so this whole scene, this whole sequence, by the way... Doom really doesn't do anything until like the last fifteen minutes of the film. That's the other problem. Right. You, right, you, right. No one. You're like you said earlier. Nobody does anything in this film, and when things finally start happening, the film is practically over. Um, so they confront Doom. They get into this fight. Um, there's this little bit, and this is the thing I want to focus on. There's this little bit between Doom and Reed Richards, where Doom like. He has like these telekinetic powers and he's throwing rocks on everybody. He's mm-hmm. he's throwing rocks on the human torch. The human torch can't fly. He's somehow crushing Sue Storm in her own bubble. And in a bit of a meta way of fighting someone, he pours more rocks on top of the thing so that the thing can't move. Um, right. But he gets into this little tete-a-tete with, with Reed Richards. And like the first thing he does is he breaks Reed Richards' containment suit, his little, like, suit that I guess was keeping him together. Because as soon as Doom does that, he just falls apart. Like, he can't he can't even walk. So if Reed Richards is supposed to be one of the smartest human beings on the planet, if not the smartest human being on the planet, you mean to tell me in that however much time happened between them getting their powers and him running away and going to South... Where was he? In South America? <laughs> yeah, I like guess. bumming I around, question. like he couldn't figure out how to use his powers, at least to not, you know, to be able to walk around. Like fucking Johnny Storm, who's kind of a blockhead, can fly and throw fireballs. Yeah, but 
Reed Richards can't walk. And then the other thing is, and I don't know if you remember, I, I feel like I'm going on a rant no, this here. This is good, yeah. No, no, I love it. I love it. I have nothing to add because yeah. it's so good. Yeah, go, go ahead. The whole sequence with Doom at the end, that whole thing is just shot on a green screen. It looks yeah. terrible. The sequences where Miles Teller is looking at Doom. So the way it's framed is it's just Teller like on the ground or like looking around. Those yeah. shots are so isolated. And there is absolutely nothing else going around going on around him that it is painfully obvious that those were reshoots that they just did with him. With a yeah, green yeah, screen so. and with with no right. other cast around him. It's really bad. It's like a it's like a PlayStation 2 video game. It's so <laughs> glaringly yeah. you know patchworked together. And right. then like That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Okay, and the last thing I'll say about this is that on Earth, Doom is like blowing up people's heads, right? He's like just killing people left and right. Like a true villain should. As soon as they get to his home planet where he has the home court advantage and he's got this 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 teleporter or transportation or uh, you know this portal device that's killing everything once the fantastic four shows up why does he just blow up their heads i mean why does why is he not inflicting major too. damage on them instead he's throwing rocks like fuck it six-year-olds can throw rocks yeah that <laughs> I, makes no sense I, it's like you have a machine gun and you're just like yeah i'll just start tossing rocks at them i i just that's 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 strange yeah i didn't get that either yeah. None, but the thing that's the problem with the movie is like nothing's explained. Yeah. Like if you had an idea of like what what happened, I'm or like what 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 these people can do, like maybe it would have been a little better. Maybe if there were like more scenes of him like bonding with with Doom and then like getting an idea of why what his motivation is, at, you know, later on in the film. I think that's the biggest problem. There's with just this no film. character development. There's, there's no character development. There's no motivation for Doom for what he does. There's no motivation yeah. for any of the Fantastic Four for what they do, really. Um, other than, you know, they're, like, seeing all these people get killed. And so then they're like, okay, we have to do something. But So here's here's the real question after all this. Mm-hmm. We just destroyed this film. It's really bad. It kind of fails in every way. But was this the worst Fantastic Four movie of all time? <laughs> it's actually a debate, right? Yeah. It's not, like, okay. it's not a sure I thing. I think the, the, Roger, the Roger Corman one is worse. Uh, well, yeah, no one really counts. Because that wasn't even that supposed to be right? released, right? So is yeah. it worse than the other two? I will tell you this. I know you're not a fan of it. The second Fantastic Four movie, the one with Silver Surfer, that's, I don't know, that's a hard name. to Silver Surfer, that's a weird name yeah. to say. I, there were a lot of things I liked about that movie. Like, I remember coming out of that movie being like, yeah, I had a good time. Like, there were some good things in that film. Not yeah. that it was a good movie necessarily, but there were definitely like moments where I was like, "Cool, I'm enjoying this." I didn't feel like that at all, like not even once, uh, with this one. For the first Fantastic Four, honestly, I it's been such a long time since I've seen it. I I can't remember anything from it. That's probably sticking a good thing. out. So it's a probably a close call. <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine it's as flat as this film, though. Yeah, I'm kind of of like I don't know. I guess I have a couple of takes on it. Like I when I when the movie ended, I actually remember thinking like, did I? I didn't I didn't like the movie, but I ended up. Th- I remember thinking my first thought was, okay, I actually thought that might have been better than the other two Fantastic Four movies that came before it. Not not um, not talking about the Roger Corman one, mm-hmm. which was just <laughs> kind of cheesy and I think slapstick and just almost like a different genre. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Um. But. If I had to pick like which one I would want to rewatch, it would be the Silver Surfer one. That was the most entertaining. There's some really cool fight scenes with with Silver Surfer and Doctor Doom yeah. in there. Like, there's right. there's. But I didn't like any of them, and this is like so now we've made three or you know four if you want to include Corman's film. Ironically enough, that there's four of them that have all, that have all failed. And a lot of people online have been pointing out that while you know. Marvel or Fox have been trying to make Fantastic Four movies and failing. Pixar tried it once and like absolutely knocked it out of the park <laughs> with, the, with the Incredibles. Um, with the Incredibles, yeah, uh, which is basically it's, Fantastic. It's Four. funny because uh, you and I were talking and we we both came to that. We both were like, oh, I thought the same thing. You know, like, uh, yeah, the Incredibles is great. 
it's it's it centers on family, right? And right, right. and that's what makes it work. That's what makes the Fantastic Four work. They're the first family of superheroes. So, yeah, so when you make an entire film where they don't even work together until the last ten minutes, like I know. Oh my god! Like the Avengers feels like more of a family. Oh, than the definitely. Definitely. Oh, Guardians, dude. Oh, like yeah. that—that's a family. And one of them is and a the thing tree. Is you, you don't have to have a boring. You don't have to have a boring family where they all agree. Like you can have them, you know, bickering and and you know not agreeing on stuff but like still kind of fighting for the same side that's I mean, interesting that's that's what a family is right like i mean only well yeah right so okay i think we've pr- any any parting parting shots or uh, any uh, last things we didn't talk about with fantastic Four? i mean if you do you think they'll make a sequel okay so that's the other thing i i heard a rumor that fox is it still wants to do a sequel despite the fact that they're losing a tremendous amount of money on this but what was originally the spot for Fantastic Four is now going to be uh, what's going to take its place is Deadpool Part Two, oh, right. which <laughs> they're kind of getting ahead of themselves. But everything about Deadpool looks pretty awesome, so you know, hopefully they can make something out of that um, to where they can make a sequel. Well, it's really just how they're planning it, right? Because it's not like they're actually they're probably not doing anything with, with Deadpool Two, but they they're just they're, like it's a placeholder. It's because they have to because the way these movies they were going to make Fantastic Four too like that was announced yeah. but now I just don't know this was such a bomb um, well the, and I don't know I don't know if any of these actors would even I was going to say you know that. who you know who hopes they don't make a sequel all of the actors <laughs> also, in this film because yeah. they have contracts that I think are all oh, up for right. three films for the franchise Yeesh. Jesus Christ if I'm Miles Teller I'm just crying right now I'm like crying myself <laughs> to sleep um, okay so. There really isn't anything else I have to say about the film other than it's a, just a terrible mess of a film. One of the best examples of a mess of a film that I've seen in a long time. What do you think they should do? Do you think they should make another film? Do you think they should just leave it alone for five to ten years and not do anything? Do you think they should sell the rights back to Marvel? Do you think they should try to work out a thing like what Sony did with Marvel and, and loan the characters back to Marvel and get merchandising rights back? What do you, What do you think? I, I think their best movies would be to do what they essentially do with Spider-Man. Let Marvel see what they can do with it. And, I mean, hey, you're Fox. You've tried to make this movie work. You failed miserably. Yeah. Let someone else try it. And if it goes well, that's mutually beneficial, right? You can come back and then make that Fantastic Four movie. Um, maybe try to do what they're doing with Spider-Man with the reboot. Introduce Fantastic Four reintroduce Fantastic Four, I guess, in another property, have them be part of the Marvel Universe, set them up in a certain way, and then come back with the movie. I mean, none of these franchises are ever going to be dead in the water. It just depends on if you want to do them properly or not. And in a way, I mean, if someone, if a director's out there who's like a big Fantastic Four fan, like, in a way, it's kind of cool that no one's made a fantastic, a good Fantastic Four movie yet, because you can you can be the first one to do that's, it. That's that's true, and, yes. and you know, directors are known to be gigantic egomaniacs, and would so like, I mean, not in a good way. Like, you kind of have to be, um, so that somebody that is a big Fantastic Four fan and is a director is like, no, I can do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can I can finally fucking get this done. And, what do you think? What do you think they should do? I mean, it also doesn't help that, like, Marvel has, you know, kind of moved away from the Fantastic Four. They don't have their own standalone series anymore. They don't have much of a presence in the comics outside of the thing. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't know. I mean, I think that's part of that is calculated. I think Marvel has been doing that on purpose to kind of help Fox fail. Right. It's not like Marvel can't just reintroduce them at any yeah. point like, if they wanted uh, to, right? I think if they, had, if they had the rights back or if they got them loaned back like Spidey, they would... Uh, they would put a lot more effort back into the the comic characters. Um, I mean, here's the thing. I'm all for for Fox lending the characters back to Marvel for merchandising rights or whatever, like kind of like the Sony deal. But Marvel's slate is already so full. There's a, there's a lot going on with Marvel Studios, and they're doing a great job. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, you're not going to find a bigger fan of what Marvel's been doing than than me, but. Here's the problem with one studio, and I know like all the fans want Marvel Studios to get all the characters back, but if that happens, 
The kind of the problem with that is now you have one movie studio. They can only make so many films. <laughs> like they can only afford to make so many films. No matter how successful they are, it's in, it's you can't have like ten concurrent movie projects going on at once. It's you can't do it. Logistically, yeah. that's a nightmare. So, if Marvel were to get these characters back as well, I just don't know where they fit in. And also, yeah, you right. have Bruce Banner. As I was saying that, I was like, I don't even know how they would. Yeah, yeah. Bring them. Yeah. In. I mean, you do have. Oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say you have Bruce Banner. You have Tony Stark. You have scientists already in your cinematic universe. Where does Reed Richards fit in? Right. Well, I'll tell you what, though. The there's a really easy place to put the thing, because he's already in Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics. Yeah. You know that that would be a way to reintroduce that character, who's you know one of the more interesting characters anyway from the Fantastic Four. Um, so that's a possibility. And Human Torch you can bring in at any point. I mean, Human Torch is just such a visually striking character yeah. that, you know, you can bring him into any, like, action sequence and it's going to look cool. But, yeah, with Reed, Reed's a little bit tougher because I don't know. You're right. Like, he's it's, – it's, it's a really good point. I mean, he just – he's just, like, another he, brilliant scientist and there's just too many of those guys. Okay, right so now. here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. I think you're right. I think Thing and Torch are easy to place pretty much anywhere you want. They're very visually striking. If you if you write them correctly, they're very dynamic in terms of their personalities. Here's what I really think you, you would do. You listen, Kevin Feige or Fox Studios or whoever the fuck. <laughs> you're getting this one for free. They should bring Torch and Thing in, right? Just stick them wherever. Have them pop up. They should bring Reed and Sue Storm in, but they're older. Hmm. They're married. They've been married. Reed right. Richards is so smart. He's such a genius on such a different level, even beyond Tony, beyond Bruce Banner, that he's verging on the brink of madness. Okay? Okay. And you play it where he, turn him heel? you turn him heel. You you okay. make him be you make him be shitty to sh- to <laughs> what is this hard to say shitty shitty to Susan, shitty to Susan Storm, right? And you make it so that he's working on something in his lab. He won't tell anyone what's going on, and he he thinks he's figured out how to like I don't know solve all of the world's energy problems. But <laughs> okay. Banner or Stark gets wind of it. They take a look at it and they're like, Hey, man right here this could be a problem and it could like you could destroy the earth and he's just like get out of here <laughs> this is my so work almost like a hank pym like a hank like, like yeah like like yeah. turn him into the hank pym of the comics but in the movies and make right. him essentially make him be a villain and and make it so that they have to stop him from himself Right, and ultimately, right. you could probably flip him at the last second where he self-sacrifices or whatever and keeps the world from exploding or whatever. But, I mean, and yeah, you're killing him off. But, I mean, isn't doesn't that sound infinitely more interesting than anything we've gotten so far? Well, yeah, but, yeah, and also, like, if you want to establish him as, like, the genius, he does have to kind of go toe-to-toe with Tony, with Bruce, with... Uh, probably not Hank Pym, but like you know the the scientist kind of brilliant guys, and show that he's on a on even a higher level. Yeah, than, you know, like like establish yeah. that he's and the top. and that's really easy. Just put them in a conference or something where they can all meet and talk, and you know, and he can be like awkward and a little weird, you know. And I think it would work. I mean, I I really liked the Tony Bruce scenes where they're just kind of like coming up with ideas and working together. Kind of chit chatting. Yeah. Anyway, so add, that, that's my pitch. Add read to it, and it could be cool. That's my pitch. You know what, though? While we're talking about this, I do kind of wonder if maybe why that, and maybe this is too simplistic, but like maybe why Fantastic Four just hasn't worked very well is that Reed Richards' power is just kind of lame. Yeah. Like it's cool in the comics, but like maybe visually in movies, it just doesn't really like come across as like being that really helpful or useful. Cool. Like it's not cool. Yeah. I don't think his power is cool in any way. Well, yeah, it's like the opposite of the Human Torch. Um, right. I think that, yeah, I think that's part of it. And that's why I think, honestly, and again, in this fake treatment that I'm airing out, I think you don't concentrate on that. I think you concentrate on his genius. Yeah. You know, like maybe you show him in the lab and he's stretching 
to like get to shit and you know what i mean like, he's in the lab and he's like super efficient because he can fucking grab like nine things at once right but other than that like there's there's no real reason for him to be like fighting people like that's at the end of the day that's not his main power his main power is that he's smarter than everyone right right so i you know anyway so that's it. That's all I've got for Fantastic Four. Anything else? I, I I always just thought it looked weird. Even in the comics, it's just like, oh, he's just like a rubber band with the head on top. <laughs> like, it's just like... <laughs> I always... It's my, like, you could see the power being useful. It's just, there's something about it that just lacks a cool my, factor. My favorite thing entire. is whenever, like, somebody destroys a building and he wraps up children and his, <laughs> and his arms and legs and stuff, and then he turns himself into, like, a giant balloon blanket... Where he like yeah. kind of floats down, like you know, like a like a parachute. That's that's always my favorite. I've, also, if he's that big, like, and I, I'm sorry to make this X-rated, but like, how big is his penis at that point? Big enough to compensate for things lack of dick. Right, but at that point, there would be like if he's got if he's saving a bunch of kids, there's like a good amount of kids just like resting up on his up on his. Yeah, dick. I mean, it depends on how they're situated, but yeah. That's kind of weird. Well, what if can he make parts of him bigger but other parts stay the same size? See, that that's my question with Ant-Man. Oh. <laughs> that's the same question. Like can he can he do different bo- like parts of his body or is it like all, you know, all I still think it's everything. Everything or nothing yeah. kind of a thing. All right. Did, sorry, sorry to make that turn in, in that direction. It's it's a lot it's a it's a question. No, it's a comic conundrum. It's a it's a comic conundrum. Um That was good, man. That was good talk. Um, obviously, uh, the conclusion, the thing to take out of this is, uh, definitely go check out Fantastic. Definitely see it twice. Take your friends, take your wife, take your kids. Get that on Blu-ray release day. Oh, okay. Last thing on that. Now that you said the Blu-ray, do you think we'll ever see the Josh Trank cut of this film? That's, that's interesting. I hope so. But I mean, the scenes that were cut, he never filmed them, right? I don't. Well, the three action sequences were never filmed, but. He finished the film, I think. Wasn't there? There was. I believe there was an action sequence with the thing that was taken. Yeah, out of within the, the trailer when he's jumping out yeah, of the. Right. By the way, one of the coolest looking things in the trailer that they obviously had that they right. could have put in the film. Fuck. I mean, even if it didn't fit in the story, just throw it in somewhere. Like it's one of your, your exactly, few action like, sequences. Um. Have have a scene where the things fucking shit up. Like that's easy. Just do, that's what every Hulk movie just does. Do that. Like you have just, to have that scene it. at some point. Kind of like. Um, so here's my thing with Trank with the Trank cut. I think there is footage <laughs> enough to, to put it out there. Obviously, the relationship between Trank and the studio is so acrimonious at this point that it seems like a complete impossibility. But if I'm Fox, and it comes time to release the Blu-ray. And this movie is taking, I mean, you're, they're just eating cash on this in every direction. If you have right. any chance at recouping even the smallest amount of money by putting the Trank cut on the disc as well, do you think that's enough to get people interested or to at least, I don't know, rent, I'd, rent the I'd movie? I'd go a step further. I'd go a step further. I'd give Trank his own director's commentary and just let him go. Oh, man, yes. And, and I'd give... I'd give the actors their own director's commentary. Oh my god! And just let them say whatever. The Holy fuck they want. shit, dude! I would, I would pre-order that right now. Yeah, yeah, I would too. I would totally watch that. Oh, you're essentially making a different movie within the movie, yeah. right? I mean, it's, you're it's like, almost like the Heart of Darkness or whatever. You're you're essentially marketing a making of documentary about a failed movie. Yes. In that you know, you, but but hey, if you want to make money, you're right. Genius. Like, why not? Genius. God, dude, you, I mean, you just took it and then you just went up another level. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> you're welcome. That was your idea. Well, I know, but you took my idea and you just you took it to another level. <laughs> you did not, Mr. Fantastic, that at all. All right, so we're off Fantastic Four train. Let's get on to something a little more positive. Let's do it. How about a war? What do you got? <laughs> Oh, a civil a war? A civil war. How positive is that? It's only the most tragic <laughs> tragic, tragic war in the American history. But right. uh, we're not talking about the civil war of American history, of course. We're talking about civil war from both the comics and the soon-to-be Captain America 3 civil war film. 
it's been rumored slash almost confirmed that there are going to be teams uh, for this film. Um, all but confirmed from the Disney D23 conference, uh, which was just, I think, this weekend. Or Team Captain week. America and Team Iron Team Man. Team Captain America, Team Iron Man. Which one do you want first? Oh, I'm, well, you know I'm Team Tony. Hashtag Team okay, Tony. So, so why don't you just give me what you got? You want the Team Tony first? Yeah. Uh, okay, so on Team Tony, Team Iron Man, we've got Vision, which makes sense. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm, this is great. This is like a fantasy draft. Okay. I would totally pick Vision. Yeah, he's, That's he's great. great. I would totally I'm very pick excited him about that. Black Widow. It's a bit of a surprise. Uh, <laughs> no comment. Uh, I'm going to tell you everybody, and then I'll get your thoughts. Uh, War okay. Machine, which, of course, makes a lot of sense. Oh, that's, yeah. That's and easy. Spider-Man. Oh, my God, dude. That is, okay, I'm sorry I keep going into, like, wrestling talk, but, like, that is a epic Survivor Series team right that there. That is. Like, that team like the four is amazing. Like, uh, except War Machine. War Machine would be, like, the manager who's, like, standing on the outside. Okay, he's, but, he's, uh, a, everyone he's else. the virtual. He's, he's the Virgil. Of, that, that just got a little racist. Yeah, a little but, bit. Um, maybe a little bit. Okay. But, um, so I'm going to... I like it. I, I like first it. Thing, That's your, great. Your initial thoughts. Solid. solid. Okay. Team. Let me give you cat, Team Cap. Um, we've got the Winter Soldier, obviously. Yeah, Hawkeye. <laughs> Ant-Man. This team sucks. Uh, Fa- I would have liked Ant-Man. Fa- Falcon. Not surprised. And Scarlet Witch. Oh my god, dude! Team Tony all the way. You know, I know you're on Team Tony. I I love Vision. You know, I love Vision. I I'm a, How do you feel about Spider Man? I've never heard you talk. About yeah, it. Uh, you know, I like him a little bit. Um, okay. So now that you know both teams, you think? I mean, it looks like Iron Man has the heavy hitters. Oh my! god. I mean, beyond it's just the really... Iron Man, Captain America, Iron Man has a lot of. A lot of so I thought Hulk power. was in this movie. Is he so just like? Is he just like going to call shit? They haven't. He's not going to really. They originally said he wasn't it, but supposedly Ruffalo has been spotted on set. Nobody really knows what his role is in yet. Black Panther is also in this, of course. He's supposed to remain neutral from all reports. Yeah, right. Here's yeah, the other thing. Come out. Supposedly, there are one or more double agents on each team. So obviously, everyone's mind goes to Black Widow, possibly being a yep. mole for for Captain America's team, and then I don't know, maybe Hawkeye being uh, a mole for Team Iron Man. There's also talk, much like in the comic books, of Spidey originally starting on Team Iron Man, but eventually ending up on Team Cap, uh, I which I could that. totally see. And anything that gives Spidey more screen time, I am all for. Um. I I like it. I like how they're kind of uh, broken up. I, Which team is uh, Quicksilver on? Oh, uh, wait. Did you see that coming? <laughs> um, I, li- no, I, I like the team. I will say. A little, a little surprised by Black Widow. I, I would have pictured her on, on Caps. Yeah, but, I agree. I, like, um, I, I kind of feel like Scarlet Witch would be on Iron Man's team and... And, or Hawkeye would be on Iron Man's team, and then Black Widow would be on Cap's team. I'm really excited to see Ant Man and Falcon interact. Yeah, especially after so the of Ant-Man those. <laughs> if they're on the different teams, does that mean we will be seeing them square off, like in an actual? Oh, I, I think so. Yeah. Who? So of those matchups, which would be the most interesting to you? Well, I don't know how they're going to square off exactly. I'm just saying, in a fantasy world, right? Like, right. But, would you like to see Vision okay. fighting, I don't know, Ant-Man? <laughs> Vision, Ant-Man. What a, what a David great David and Goliath right there. I know. Uh, the one I really would like to see, actually, is... Um... Spider-Man, Ant-Man would be, would be badass. Yes. I like Spider-Man, Ant-Man. I think Winter Soldier War Machine is, like, a definite... Like, I'm almost, I'm, like, pretty sure, because War Machine is, like, Tony's best friend, and Winter Soldier is, like, Cap's best friend. They're they're probably both kind of, like, the second-in-command. Like, I can almost guarantee that they're going to score off. Um, I think, I think you're going to see Falcon, maybe Falcon and Scarlet Witch, or a combination of Falcon and Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch try to take on Vision, because I think Vision's going to take a lot of attention. Well, you want to, you want to have Falcon take on somebody who can fly. So it might be Falcon War Machine. 
Or Falcon Tony. Yeah, that's well. Vision can fly. So we've already right. I, I, I think Hawkeye I mean. Black Widow I mean. would be a thing. Hawkeye Black Widow. Because they yeah, tease their relationship the a lot. Fight. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not a Hawkeye fan. It's already been established. But um. Hawkeye. <laughs> fuck hashtag fuck I I really like Team Tony a lot. That's a solid fucking team. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't really like one or more than the other. Uh, I'm really excited about Ant Man Falcon being on the team. I want, you know, I want a Spidey Ant Man fight would be cool. I'm excited about the film. Yeah, that's gonna be great. Uh, where's um Nick Fury? Yeah, where is he? I don't know. Where's uh Where's Thor? Where? <laughs> Where's Thor? Yeah, where's Thor? Yeah, where's Thor? Where? Where's Hank Pym? Where's yeah? Where's Hank Pym? Where's Wasp? Pimgate. Pimgate. Oh man, Pimgate. Um. All right. Last thing. Uh. Yeah. Since we've we spent so much time on Marvel-related properties, uh, just real quick. So supposedly, there was a closed screening of BVS: Dawn of Justice for a bunch of. Warner Brothers execs and so on. And the reception was amazing. It was overwhelming. Standing, Standing ovation. And so much so that immediately, this, this is how the story goes. Immediately after the screening, the head execs at Warner Brothers approached Ben Affleck and asked him, what's it going to take to get you in a three-picture deal to star direct in three different Batman films? God damn. Which. And those are standalone Batman standalone. movies? Standalone. No, I mean, they could easily incorporate other characters and stuff in them, too, I'm sure. But, I mean, hey, it's just a trailer that we've seen so far. But Ben Affleck is already kind of looking like an amazing Bruce Wayne. He's got the look down. He definitely looks. He's a, he's a good director. We've covered this before. He's a yeah. very talented director. Um, it seems like he's going to be able to act this role pretty well. Uh the do, do you bleed line aside, um, so I'm, I, I get their enthusiasm. But here's the other thing. Okay, so it's a standing ovation, but it's the Warner Brothers execs. These are the people that that paid for the movie. Like they're the ones that produced and financed the film to begin with. It's kind of like, it's kind of like having kids play put on a play for you in your living room. <laughs> and it's, you're the parents and, like, maybe the older brother and sister yeah. who are annoyed that they have to sit and watch this. Um, but at the end of it, you're going to be happy and cheering for your kids. Like, you don't – you're not going to make them – like, what are you going to do? Walk out? Like, throw popcorn? Like, of course they're well, going to be I mean, excited. on the flip side – yeah, on the flip side, they could have – they could have really not liked the movie and asked for, you know – reshoots changes <laughs> yeah as for changes to it um so i mean it is a it is a a good sign for the movie but then again the the people watching that film the executives might not really mirror what the target audience is for the film i don't know yeah i don't know who i don't know who these executives are. that's true i would imagine it, they're not quite in the target audience but maybe some of them are um they probably just see a chance to make a lot of money and like <laughs> I mean, Batman's their best bet. It doesn't really... It honestly doesn't say a whole lot to me. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, but at the same time, if they're trying to lock up Affleck for three films, I mean, that's a big deal. That's kind of a big deal. Yeah, and that's I can, a huge I can commitment. see that. I mean, I, I've i only seen a couple of clips, but from what I've seen, I I think I think he's going to work out as, as Bruce Wayne. And here's, um, here's the thing about that. Like, some might say, like, really? I mean, Affleck's already 42 lock him up for three more films that probably ties him up for god you know how many more years eight years ten years um but here's why i think he says yes one he's a self-professed batman fan they they once asked him a long time ago in an interview like if he could play any character not necessarily superhero just character who would it be he was like batman like (laughs) batman it's like he was in his 20s um and Kevin Smith even really famously said, like, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, he's like, uh, you know, Ben Affleck would be the best Batman we've ever seen. It's kind of funny that he said that so long ago. But here, here's why I think Ben Affleck takes it. Because if he signs to a three-picture deal, he's getting the Robert Downey Jr. treatment, if not more. And I think 
I think Ben Affleck thinks he looks over at Tony at uh, Robert Downey Jr. and he goes, "All right, this guy's making like what 30, 40, 50 million a picture, and he's great, but like you know, he's just doing this one character. I'm gonna I'm gonna direct. I'm gonna help write. I'm gonna act in this character. I'm gonna be, I'm going to be Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. I'm going to be Batman from now on. Like people are gonna say Batman, and they're gonna be like Ben Affleck is Batman. I think on yeah. an like a somewhat of an ego level, ego driven level, he, he would want to aspire to that. Yeah. No, that's a good point. We got to wrap this yep. up this week. Dude. Okay. We were, we're over an hour. Yep. Um, but I do kind of wonder if he does three more movies, what are the chances that one of those is the killing joke? Oh, I know, right? Also, Red Hood is on the table with uh, Jason Todd, second Robin, coming back from not being dead and becoming kind of this crazy you know not a bad guy not a good guy almost like the punisher in a way kind of character right. that that could be cool there's a lot of stuff you can do with batman so uh yeah anyway dude um finally i guess last thought uh did you think when you were trying the invisible woman slam that that would be way better than actually sitting through fantastic Four? <laughs> no but but that is a true statement all right that is the best thing all to right, come man, out well, of all of this <laughs> um Good cast, dude. And we will catch you guys next week. Until then. Hey, Ignacio. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, until then, the Fortress of Potitude is closed. Everyone stay super. Later. All right, later, guys.